you know, Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Come on, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. Uh, And if you ever saw him, you would even say it glows. Come on, come on, all of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer games. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came and said, Come on, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you ride my sleigh tonight? Then all the reindeer loved him, and they shouted out with glee. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, you're going down in history forever. You're going down in history forever. You're going down in history. What? Hi, this is Mal. And this is Cam. And this is Their Eyes Were Watching TV, a TV and film podcast. Yes. R.I.P. DMX for the holiday classic. Rest in peace to one of my favorites. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, welcome to our holiday extravaganza episode. Ho, ho, ho. We will be talking about all things Christmas. Sorry, we're we don't celebrate Hanukkah. <laughs> we don't know much about it. Unfortunately, <laughs> Kwanzaa. <laughs> well, now you know a little something, something about Kwanzaa. I do know a little bit about the yeah, something, but can't say I'm practicing. So join us this episode while we talk about our favorites. Favorites. <laughs> <laughs> talk about our favorite holiday movies Mm -hmm. our favorite christmas songs albums and even play a couple of games to test our holiday knowledge yeah so a little little bit different than our normal tv film reviews we're just uh yeah here getting in the in the holiday spirit i guess is y'all folks do (laughs) Yeah, Christmas is, you know, about a week or two away, so mm-hmm. we're getting festive. <laughs> getting festive up in this piece. <laughs> so yeah, let's start out with our top five holiday movies. I'll, I will let you go first, Cam. Okay. Now this is, all of my kind of like favorites that I'm going to discuss today are movies and songs and albums that I listen to that like if I don't listen to them it doesn't feel like Christmas or if I don't watch it it just don't feel like Christmas and as I was going through my list I pretty much realized all of my like favorite things are from the 90s (laughs) fair I mean it was a good decade it's a great decade um so I'm just gonna go in order of I guess most recent release to latest release Okay, so this is not like top five favorite. It's in chronological order. Yeah, it's in chronological order. Okay. Because I simply just can't choose. I can't. That's fair. I just enjoy them so much. Um, so, starting in chronological order from most recent uh, release <laughs> is the cult classic Elf. Mm-hmm. Came out in 2003. It stars Will Ferrell as Buddy the Elf. Peter Dicklidge is in it as mm-hmm. um, a, well, I guess he's a little person, but Buddy mistakes him for an elf. Yes. Faze on Love, Zoe Deschanel, and James Caan from the Godfather franchise. 
Uh, the su- pretty much the summary of the movie is Buddy the Elf uh, is in the North Pole. He is a human that is kind of adopted by a family of elves. He grows up thinking he's an elf and he's kind of devastated when he finds out that he is not. So he goes on a venture to find his biological parents, mainly his father, who's still alive. So he ventures to New York and it's basically him trying to bond with his biological family and save Christmas at the same time. The best parts of the movie are pretty much all the scenes with Face on Love. Um, my favorite scene is when Buddy freaks out when he finds out that Santa is coming <laughs> to the department store and he like loses his mind. Um, Santa, I know him. I know him. <laughs> it's basically, you know, Buddy is this really enthusiastic and terminally happy individual who <laughs> is like, you just don't believe people like him exist. He literally loses his mind when he thinks that the actual Santa that he knows from the North Pole is coming to this department store. <laughs> and just the side eyes that on Love gives him are amazing. Um, also the scene where Peter Dicklidge is <laughs> uh, trying to get a book published with his father's company, James Kahn's company. Um, he thinks he's an elf because Peter Dicklidge is a little person. <laughs> yeah. And he asks him, did you come? Does Santa know you're here? <laughs> did you come on a reindeer? <laughs> Hilarious. But just like a sweet, happy comedic Christmas movie. Because in that scene, doesn't Peter Dinklage like charge him? Yes. Yes. He says, call me elf (laughs) one more time. And he says, you're an angry elf, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) And he jumps across the table. (laughs) Great film. Um, After that is another cult classic if you are a fan of the Friday franchise with Ice Cube. (laughs) Friday After Next is a phenomenal Christmas movie (laughs) that came out in 02 and it stars Ice Cube, Mike Epps, John Witherspoon, Rest in Peace, Terry Crews, Cat Williams, Ricky Smiley, and a host of other people. Uh, the kind of premise of the movie is Craig and Day Day are back in the hood. They've come back from the suburbs to the hood. And ghetto Santa Claus, played by Ricky Smiley, breaks into their apartment, steals their rent money. So then they have to take on these holiday jobs as security officers at the shopping center that their fathers have this uh, barbecue business. And along the way, they learn, you know, the true meaning of Christmas and try to get their rent money, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Best parts of this movie are pretty much any scene with Money Mike, a.k.a. Cat Williams, in it. He gives us classic lines like, don't be sorry, be careful, ho. Oh, I love that line. <laughs> and uh, let me check my palm, pilot. <laughs> ain't doing shit. <laughs> classic films or just classic quotes. <laughs> I'm a boy. <laughs> There's, there is a lot of misogyny and homophobia, but, you know, we look past that and well, just laugh. We watch it in context for the time. <laughs> right. At the time, it was funny. Maybe not in a 2020 lens, but a great... 2021? Oh, God. 2021. About to be 2022. Right. Lord, forgive me. But I mean, also correct for a 2020 lens. 
about the same. Yes. Yeah. Um, so great hood cult classic Friday after next. <laughs> Check it out if you have not already seen it. My next is The Preacher's Wife. <gasps> oh my god, I forgot about that one. How could you? I mean, I just because I don't really think, I guess I don't think of it as a Christmas movie. It's literally set at Christmas. I know. They're but, trying to like save the church and save Christmas. Oh, I know they're trying to save the church. I guess I forgot about the Christmas part. I also haven't seen it in a while, but sorry, I'm not trying to hijack <laughs> your thing. But um, that, what's the Whitney Houston cover of, uh, I believe in Holy crap. Oh my God. Phenomenal. Oh my. R.I.P. Whitney, like. Man, phenomenal. Yeah, that's a great movie. That movie came out in 96. It stars, of course, the late, great Whitney Houston, her mom, Sissy Houston, Denzel Washington. I mean, heavy hitters Mm -hmm. were in this film. Courtney B. Vance, Loretta Devine, Gregory Hines, Jennifer Lewis, Mm -hmm. all the Hollywood black greats. Right. Um, The premise of the movie is, it's actually a remake of The Bishop's Wife, Mm -hmm. which is... uh, Kind of a, I guess, a white film, if you will. Because <laughs> is that Cary Grant? Is oh, it? I have no idea. I've never seen it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is the preachers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know nothing about that bishop. <laughs> <laughs> the preacher's wife. Even though bishop does seem a little blacker. <laughs> it's definitely a black name. <laughs> um. So the premise is there is this pastor who played who's played by Courtney B. Vance who is doubting himself and his faith and his ability to like lead his church. So God sends down his guardian angel, played by Denzel Washington, and he's supposed to help him kind of get over his midlife crisis and get back to like being energized and happy about serving God. And uh, his character is distracted by the beautiful wife of Courtney B. Vance, played by Whitney Houston, and there is, you know, some flirting going on, but eventually everybody comes back together. Their family and the church are made whole, and uh, Denzel Washington's character kind of goes back to heaven at some point. But the best part of that movie, as you already mentioned, is the soundtrack. Whew, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Whitney mm. does her damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> imagine a king like just great black classics that i felt like were sung in like every black church for like years to come after that um also the cast the cast is just filled with so many just Mm -hmm. amazing actors that do great jobs like jennifer lewis and loretta devine are like the comedic relief of the entire movie and it's also interesting because like denzel is you know, the highest billed actor on this as far as like, you know, accolades, but he has kind of like a more minor role in the film. Yeah. Um, which is pretty interesting. Uh, my favorite character, you know, I'm always about the kids, uh, (laughs) (laughs) little Jeremiah and Hakeem, their little friendship is just so cute. And, the little actor that plays Jeremiah just does such a phenomenal job of being absolutely adorable, but also like acting his little behind off. Oh. I just love him. He's so cute. Um, 
Yeah. So Preacher's Wife, if you have not checked it out, I, I highly recommend. Like Whitney Houston at her like peak, peak, peak of mm. acting mm. and singing. Oh, hi. <laughs> and then after that, Home Alone. I mean, uh, classic. Yeah. I mean, could you have a top five Christmas list without Home Alone? Uh, I do, but <laughs> but Home Alone also, yeah, that is that's a great that's a great movie. And I feel like it's very nostalgic for most millennials. Yes, I mean, came out in nineteen ninety. Stars Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, Cat Catherine O'Hara. I yeah. mean, our fave, or. Maybe just my fave, Shit's Creek. I enjoy Moira. (laughs) And the late great John Candy as well. Uh, If you don't know about this movie, I just, I don't know where you've been. Um, Maybe you're not born in the 80s and 90s. (laughs) But go check it out. The premise is Kevin McAllister, played by Macaulay Culkin, thinks he hates his family and basically wishes, like, they would go away. And his wish comes true because they're all prepping to go on this family trip and they accidentally leave him at the house and go to, you know, another country. And it's him basically figuring out and surviving on his own during the holidays, which he does (laughs) surprisingly well. He's a very (laughs) self-sufficient child, Um, but he has to fend off burglars and, you know, basically wait for his family to come back and figure out he's not there with them uh the best part of that film is definitely like the physical comedy and ugh, kevin McAllister is just like the coolest kid ever like he's so <laughs> goddamn smart like he comes up with an entire plan of how to like defend his home from these burglars and honestly it goes off pretty magnificently <laughs> it does like this kid is like laying tar. I'm like, where'd you get tar? Who just has tar? Oh, yeah, how does he have access to all the shit? <laughs> he went grocery shopping on his own. Right. <laughs> he ordered pizzas on his own. Like nowadays, these are normal things that you could do on an app. He was he was going to the store mm-hmm. and doing this. He was you know call it looking in the phone book for the pizza number and ordering it. Still don't quite know how he had money to pay for it, but I haven't watched it in a while. But great, great film, great film. Um, I just, I can't believe, I don't know. Do kids not know about Home Alone? Like, oh, is Frozen their Home Alone? Ew. (laughs) I don't think those movies are really (laughs) comparable. But But I feel like (laughs) Home Alone was like the movie for kids in the 90s. Even though it was a Christmas movie, I feel like people like, you talked about it and you watched it all the time. Yeah. Nowadays, like these kids love <sighs> Frozen. Maybe, maybe it is Frozen. I don't know. I kind of missed out on a lot of like kid movies, even as a kid. Yeah, you were going to shot at concerts at five. <laughs> <laughs> going to see New Jack City at six. So yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> You've always been thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, um, so I might be the best person to gauge the interest. Either way, I feel like every kid like in the '90s loved Macaulay Culkin and Kevin McAllister in this movie, and mm-hmm. 
think the equivalent is Elsa and Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's any live action movie that's like for kids. Yeah, I can't really. I can't think of anything. Oh, they all about the animated think, these days. Yeah, I can't think of any popular like kid stars either. Since like that, like Dakota Fanning. Uh, who's who's um, oh who's the kid from Six Sense? Like that era, <laughs> like I can't think of any like kid stars. Haley or... Joe Osment. That was you. still the nineties. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like, like because Dakota Fanning was like still a kid in like the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. So like that, I guess Haley might be a little older than her. But I'm just saying like I can't think of any child stars in like big movies since kind of like that era. Frankie Newman? Newman? No, he's our age. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if we're thinking movie star, yes. Yeah, like maybe on TV a little bit, but I can't think of any big kid movies like yeah, that. That's true. Unfortunate. Bring back the child actor stars. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, so they were all being, terrible. Like, no, 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 I'm saying as long as they're being treated properly, yes. <laughs> Yeah, we can't control the parents. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even like the um, being on set, like don't overwork those kids. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, that and, you know, the the, the abuse in other ways that yes. they suffered as well. Right. And the drugs rampant. But child stars nowadays seem to be a little more insulated and protected. Yeah, I think there's a little more protection out there from them. And there's also parents being a little more mm-hmm. aware and... Um, hopefully attuned to their kids' emotions. So Yeah. We don't have many, what, Dina and Michael Lohans? <laughs> no, and I just saw Dina got arrested for, like, a DUI, Ooh. like, within the last week. So, Ooh. yeah. We digress. <laughs> we really um, did. <laughs> <laughs> My final movie that if I don't watch it, it doesn't feel like Christmas is National Lampoon's. <laughs> Christmas vacation. <laughs> I always forget this is your favorite movie. I love this movie. I love it. It came out in 89. Stars Chevy Chase as Clark Griswold. Randy Quaid. Your girl, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, I do love her. I didn't know she was in that movie. She is. Small part, but still significant. Um, the premise of this movie is... Clark Griswold is determined to have a perfect family Christmas. And in order to achieve this, he basically harasses his entire family and his neighbors to get it done. He's obsessed about getting the biggest tree, the brightest lights, the biggest turkey, all this jazz. And pretty much everything that could go wrong goes wrong, but it ends up being the most imperfect, perfect holiday. What makes this movie so great is all of the physical comedy. Um, There is this wild scene where a squirrel somehow gets into the house and (laughs) the entire family is just like terrified. People are passing out. (laughs) They're falling over each other trying to get away from the squirrel. There's this Rottweiler that's also chasing it, knocking down shit. Um... 
It's just great. There's so many great things about this movie. Uh, uh, when he falls out of the attic watching Christmas movies, it's just it's so, 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 so good. I just love it. <laughs> and it also introduced me to the song, Melikaliki Maka is a to say Merry Christmas to you. Me. <laughs> that was lovely. <laughs> this movie i don't it just like warms my heart it's just so funny and it just doesn't feel like christmas unless i watch it wow can we watch that like maybe next week or something (laughs) sure okay sure okay cool i because i've never seen it you've never seen it no oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to change that but uh yeah, yeah. I always forget until you bring it up, and I don't know why it always makes me crack up because I just don't think of you as like a <laughs> National Lampoon fan. But um, I haven't, like, I haven't seen European Vacation or like any of the other like movies in the franchise. Just the Christmas one. Have you seen the other like Chevy Chase movies? Which ones? Because I think there's like a few like National Lampoons, like Family Vacation, and some other. Like, yeah, I haven't seen them. Just the oh, Christmas wow. one. I think I may have seen Family Vacation years ago because I think that's the one that has Christy Brinkley in it, maybe hmm. like in a cameo. Um, but yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we'll watch it next week. Yeah, and, I'll uh, put you on. I'll okay. put you on. Okay, sounds good. All right, so I feel like I should preface my top five holiday movies by saying I did not grow up celebrating Christmas. So, uh, I have not seen, um, probably a good number of (laughs) Christmas holiday (laughs) films. Also, they don't really, I guess I don't have that connection to it, so they don't really pull me in (sighs) the way probably does for those of you who celebrate. Um, so a lot of my favorite Christmas movies are just movies that are set at Christmas time, but don't really have anything to do with Christmas, so there's like... A hint of Christmas, but uh, <laughs> that's not the focus. Okay. So I am doing mine in order. Also, this was hard because I feel like I like knew what these would be, mm-hmm. and then once I started doing it, I was like, "Oh crap!" Like I don't, I don't know. So, okay. <laughs> so that to say, this list, with the exception of probably one and two. This list could maybe change a little bit and I could switch out some other movies like The Preacher's Wife. Okay. Because I almost put Elf on here. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's probably, yeah, whatever. So anyways, I also don't have like full descriptions like you do. But, That's fine. Okay. That's fine. So uh, going from five to one, number five, I have The Holiday. That is with Kate Winslet, Jude Law, Cameron Diaz, oh, and Jack Black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet go onto some website where you can like switch homes with a person and live in their home for like a week or however long. So Kate's in early England. Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like early Airbnb. I think this movie is from like, I don't know, 2004 something, 2006, somewhere in there. Right. So Cameron uh, is in LA. Kate's in England. They switch. Uh, while Cameron is in England, she meets Kate's brother, who's played by Jude Law. And Kate in L.A. meets Cameron's 
friend or coworker. Coworker. Okay, I couldn't. I haven't seen it in a minute, so I couldn't quite remember. <laughs> but yes, so obviously they go to these different places, meet these men, they fall in love with them. It's just you know a cute little Christmas time rom com that's not really about Christmas. So I enjoy that. I almost put the last holiday here with Queen Latifah <laughs> and LL Cool J, but I googled that because I was like, was that at Christmas? Because I remember snow and that kind of uh-huh. thing. It was just in like I think Switzerland or somewhere, so it was just oh. cold. I don't think it was actually like Christmas. Well, what was the holiday? It was just like you know how like Europeans are like I'm going on holiday. Oh, like, that was a terrible British accent, but <laughs> that's <yeah>. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Going on holiday, love. Holiday. Holiday, love. Holiday. Okay. Something like that. <laughs> but it's funny you mentioned John Candy earlier because when I was looking at Last Holiday, I saw that that movie was originally for him before he passed away. And they gave it to LL Cool J? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was going to be Queen Latifah's love interest. No, he was supposed to be the Queen Latifah role. Oh, okay. And so then apparently Queen Latifah's agent was like, hey, how about we have Latifah do it? And so they turned it and made it for a woman. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Queen. But again, apparently that's not a Christmas movie. So (laughs) Number four is Bad Santa. Mm. That's with Billy Bob Thornton, uh, Lauren Graham, and oh my God, Tony... What's his name? Tony Cox, I think. Uh, okay. I've never seen Bad Santa all the way through. You've never seen Bad Santa? All the way through, no. Wait, who did you say? Tony who? Is, to- is it Tony? It's oh, the Bernie guy. Max in it? Oh. oh. Ritter? Oh, Tony Cox, yes. Yes, Tony. Okay, Tony Cox, yes. Yes, oh my God, Bernie Mac. Yes. Wow. But yes. Yeah, so Tony I- Spencer? Damn. Okay, so I'm going to be honest. I have not seen this movie in a while, but... <laughs> I have seen it a few times, and I very much enjoy it. He's, uh, he's yeah, like a mall Santa, and uh, I'm going to, like, butcher the storyline because I can't quite remember. There's, like, a kid that he's somehow, like, taking care of. I don't really remember. You guys have probably seen it. You know what happens. It's very funny. It's a little raunchy. It's fun. It's Christmas. We love it. Um, <laughs> number three is a film called Untamed Heart that came out in the early 90s with uh, Marissa Tomei, Christian Slater, and uh, Rosie Perez. Oh, okay. So, again, it's during, like, the holiday season. has nothing to do with the holidays. Uh, Rosie Perez, uh, well, all three of them work at a a diner. And Rosie Perez and Marissa Tomei are friends. And... um, this movie may be a little problematic in a 2021 lens, but... Aren't all 90s movies? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them, yes. So, uh, Marissa Tomei is walking home one night. These guys attack her. Uh, we find out Christian Slater has been following her home every night to make sure she gets home safe. Oh. And so, at the restaurant, like, he does not talk at all. So, they just kind of... And Rosie Perez even says, like, uh, he's kind of cute, like... If he wasn't so dumb, I might do him or something like that. But I guess he has feelings for Marissa Tomei is concerned about her. So he follows her home every night. This night she gets attacked. He beats away the attackers and carries her home. Oh, he was following her before the attack happened? Yes. Not like after? No, he had always been to make sure she got home safely. Again. Benevolent stalker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But 
wishing no harm on her. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Again, it's it's like a 1993 film, so so romantic. <laughs> <laughs> but so after you know she after he saves her, you know they start talking a little more at work, and he starts opening up to her, and they you know start to well she starts to like him back, and so they start dating. And he um, he has to go to the doctor and it's, he has some issue with his heart. And he tells her that he has a baboon's heart. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> what? Yes. <so laughs> Explain. He, okay, so what happened was he grew up like in an orphanage. And so one of the nuns told him that story. Like, oh. I guess it's just kind of like a you know, a little fun story to tell a kid, but I guess he actually took it to heart. <laughs> and so Marissa's told me, is like, you do not have a baboon's heart, but you do need, either you need a heart surgery or a heart transplant. Uh-huh. So, um, I don't want to give away the ending in case you haven't seen it, but whatever. So they fall in love and whatever. Um, when I was younger, I thought this movie was so romantic. I loved it. <laughs> As an adult, like, I don't know, I still like it, I guess, from a nostalgia point of view. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, I definitely think it's uh, <laughs> might be a bit bit problematic now. So How is this tied to Christmas? It's during Christmas time. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, okay. when he, like, first, like, goes to her room, she has a Christmas tree in her room. Because uh-huh. I actually, like, looked, because I was like, I'm pretty sure I remember, like, Christmas lights. Like, there's Christmas lights in the diner. On the front porch of her home. She lives with her parents. Uh-huh. So I went back and looked. Because I was like, I'm almost positive this is Christmas time. Mm. But yeah, like I think maybe, they, I think they exchange gifts. But that's kind of like the only Christmas thing that happens. Okay, alright. <laughs> okay. So, number two is Stepmom. Starring mm. <laughs> Susan Sarandon, Julia Roberts, and Ed Harris. Mm. So, I love Stepmom. Uh, Susan Sarandon was married to Ed Harris. They get divorced. He starts dating a younger woman played by Julia Roberts. Um, and Ed and Susan have two kids. Uh, the girl is like 13. The boys maybe like 10. And the girl is very anti Julia Roberts, really gives her a hard time, whatever. And, all this is going on. Susan Sarandon gets diagnosed with cancer. Um, I think it was breast cancer. So uh, they're dealing with her being sick. And obviously the fear of... The the kids have a fear of losing their mom. And then they're also, you know, having to deal with their um, dad. He is he proposes Julie Roberts in the movie. So now they're about to get married. So now there's this, these two like stressful things going on at once. And there's even one scene um, where Susan Sarandon is talking to her son, and he's been pretty nice to Julia, but he's like, if you want me to hate her, I will. And then I think that kind of makes Susan Sarandon be like, okay, like, what am I, like, showing them, like, by the way I'm acting towards her. So, yeah, they end up starting to kind of get along, and I think the movie ends with, like, them all celebrating Christmas together. And Julia Roberts is a photographer, so she... It's like, you know, let me get a family photo, whatever. And then Susan Sarandon is like, well, you need to come get in one too. Mm-hmm. And so she gets in the picture and that's kind of, I think that's where it ends. And it's kind of like, okay, like they're going to start, uh, 
you know, being blended, friendly, family. being, yes, mm. yeah, being cordial at least. So, yes, I love that movie with a hint of Christmas. <laughs> Very small hint, yes. <laughs> and so my number one <laughs> holiday movie is The Family Stone, which okay. um, has so many people in it. Diane Keaton... Uh, Craig T. Nelson, Sarah Jessica Parker, Rachel McAdams, um, Luke Wilson. I'm sure I'm probably forgetting people. There's a lot of people in it. So basically, it's a family Christmas. Craig T. Nelson and Diane Keaton are married. Um, Their kids and their kids' partners are all coming over. Sarah Jessica Parker is, um, I think she's engaged to Dermot Mulroney. So they go, and she's kind of, you know, she's like a New Yorker, like, sophisticated, you know, kind of what Sarah Jessica Parker often plays, kind of like a mm-hmm. um, upscale New Yorker. So she goes and has this connection with Luke Wilson, who is, like, kind of like your 30, 40-something-year-old son who might still live in your basement. <laughs> but they have this connection, and she realizes that she is more into him than Dermot Mulroney. So that's... That's the thing. And then we have uh, Diane Keaton, who um, who has gone through breast cancer. And so we have the stuff she's dealing with with that. And yeah, it's just like, uh, it's it's a lot going on. It's too hard to explain. <laughs> like, because there's too many like little side stories for me uh-huh. to really get into. So um, I'll just say it is. Uh, a very good movie that again takes place in the holidays, but it's more about family dynamics, family conflicts, etc. Notice that all of your movies have like a health scare. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So I actually wrote a note about that. I was like, all my top three films all have some kind of illness. So I started thinking if it's not a holiday movie, like, um, I'm just say jingle all the way. I don't know why that's what came to my head. But it's not a Christmas movie. Like most of the ones that you listed, where uh-huh. it's like, yay, Christmas, like we're sitting around the Yuletide or whatever. <laughs> then, <laughs> isn't that what y'all do? No. <laughs> Roast chestnuts on an open fire. I thought that was the thing. Maybe somebody does. Okay. But, so I'm like, maybe if it's not that, then maybe it's this like illness thing like maybe that's the anti-christmas trope if it's not happy and like decorating the christmas tree Uh then it's going through a a sickness or some kind of hard time that seems to be a trend in movies yeah well i was gonna say other than best man holiday Mm -hmm. there's christmas and an illness all in one Mm. but was but uh, was Christmas really focused on in that movie? Yes, they got together for Christmas, and his wife Mia like wanted them to have like a final Christmas because she had like a terminal illness, and I also think she passed away in the movie too. Yeah, but I mean, but they were just like hanging out and stuff, right? On Christmas, yeah. <laughs> on Christmas, that's what I'm saying. Like they were hanging out on Christmas and stepmom. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> This movie just combined the two premises, like saving Christmas, having a happy Christmas, and illness. I'm just saying, I feel like the Best Man Holiday is more this 
illness Christmas trope than holiday movie. Well, you don't. I don't think you know about her illness until towards the end. I don't know. It's been a while. Uh, I can't. I can't remember. But interesting. I'm. I'm actually surprised you didn't have like Die Hard, Gremlins, uh, Meet Me in St. Louis, Batman Returns. Meet Me in St. Louis. Is that the Judy Garland movie? Yes. Somehow that was on a list. I think it like ends at like Christmas time and she sings a song like a Christmas song. Okay. I've never actually seen that movie. But isn't that the ding 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 with the trolley? Something, something, something with the bill. Is that from me? I, too, have never seen it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What's the famous songs? So, whatever. Um, I have not seen Gremlins in a long time, but mm. I loved it when I was a kid. So I did think about that movie, but I don't remember anything about it. So I didn't feel like I could really include it. Mm. Um, but Gizmo's so fucking cute. And embarrassed to say but i've never seen die hard all the way through oh wow yeah i need to watch it because it seems right up my alley hell of action movies okay yeah it's very interesting that's trivia oh god (laughs) i'm gonna be so bad at that (laughs) um okay we are going to do our top five christmas songs original christmas yes original christmas songs thank you because basically Every Christmas song is kind of, you know, the classics get remixed here and there, but... Yeah, you can't have, like, Silent Night on here. Like, everybody's done that. <laughs> right, right. How would you dive into yours? What you get? What'd oh, you get? okay. So, once again, I will go five to one. Okay. <laughs> so, my number five is What You Want for Christmas by Quad City DJs. <laughs> <laughs> I have that on my list. Are you serious? No, you don't. <laughs> I have my list is pretty comprehensive, but I'm <laughs> I'm tailoring it based on your answers. I'm eliminating things. <laughs> Not you have the Quad City DJs, the '69 Boys, and K Knock. <laughs> Five months free rent. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that's my number five. Number four, I had to do a tie. And that is between Last Christmas by Wham, because I actually forgot to include that on the list. (laughs) And I was like, oh, no way. So I had to slide that in Um, alongside Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) You have both of those on your list? My list is like 10 songs, Okay, you have, I wasn't okay. sure okay. <laughs> what you were going to do. <laughs> so I just wanted to say very quickly, Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC, that is an original song, but it samples Clarence Carter's 1968 song, Backdoor Santa. Have you heard that? <laughs> Backdoor Santa? What's that? It is wild. <laughs> so <laughs> he's basically like, St. Nick only comes around one time a year. Um, but he says, uh, I make my runs about the break of day. I make all the little girls happy while the boys go out to play. Meaning when the husbands go off to work in the morning, he slides in to see their wives. Okay, freaky Santa. (laughs) Right, exactly. And then he also says, um, I carry a mean sack, which (laughs) gross. And then he says, (laughs) it sounds like nutsack, right? I was like, what? Yeah, I guess. Um, but 
He says, I keep some change in my pocket. And if the children at home, I give them a few pennies so that we can be alone. Ooh, 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 <laughs> it is, scandalous. It is so much. It's so much. Y'all should go listen to it. It is, it's out of, it's out of pocket. <laughs> so my number three is Santa Baby by Eartha Kitt. Mm-hmm. And say it's great. It's a great song. Oh, yeah. Love it's it. a fantastic song. And I just want to mention the 97 remake. Do you remember that song? By who? A 98 convertible, light blue. <laughs> it was uh, Rev Run, Salt and Peppa, Snoop Dogg, Onyx, Keith Murray, Diddy, and Mace. Oh, no. <laughs> I've <laughs> never heard this. Yeah, it would come on. Um, it would come on like MTV, like, you know, I'd be getting ready for school or whatever. Mm. Yeah. That's a lot of people to hop on one song. It's, yeah, there's... What was it, like 10 minutes? No, it's it's pretty short. Like, I don't think it's more than, like, five minutes. Everybody just has one verse. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very quick, yeah. <laughs> so, number two, of course, the Queen of Christmas. That's number two? I'm, I'm just, I'm surprised oh. it's number two. It's, it's number two. Number it's number two. By one Miss Mariah Carey, aka the elusive Chanteuse, <laughs> aka the imperfect angel. <laughs> so it's it's don't get me wrong, it is a number two that is very close to number one because mm. what a fantastic song. Mm-hmm. And I would also like to say, because I don't celebrate Christmas, like a few of these songs, specifically this song and the number one song, I listen to year-round. Like they're just like on my favorite playlist. So it'll be May, and this song will come on. I'm like great like yeah it's halfway to christmas kind of of, i think isn't that like close close (laughs) technically june but close okay (laughs) and my number one all-time favorite christmas song which is also just one of my all-time favorite songs period is this christmas by donny hathaway Hmm. that is a perfect song Man, you've took you've taken most of mine. Those were great. Those are great. Those <laughs> oh, are great. I forgot because you you said we could do two honorable mentions. Yes, yes, you can. So, one of my honorable mentions is "Jingle Bell Rock" by Bobby Helms. Mm, okay. And okay, there is a song, and it it cannot have been a Charlotte exclusive, but it seems like only people from Charlotte know what I'm talking about. But it was a song that was like, either who bought you this or who bought all this. And so it's like, who bought you this? My mama did. Who bought you this? My mama did. Who bought all this? My mama did. And so it kind of sounds like that, um, who that, it's just my baby daddy. Like it's, uh-huh. So I always thought it was the same people, but I have tried to look for this song for like a decade and I cannot find any trace of it online but i've like mentioned it before and i remember like one friend from charlotte was like oh yeah i remember that but i just i refuse to believe this was just like something a charlotte radio station made up so please if you have ever heard this song please let me know like i it could not have been a fever dream (laughs) well you know that mandela effect can (laughs) really collectively take hold on a whole city (laughs) (laughs) no somebody else gotta know what i'm talking about (laughs) no i i agree with you because i when i was looking up songs 
in addition to the Quad City DJ song, I was like, there's like a, a get out, like hood ass Christmas song in the vein of that's just my baby daddy. <gasps> but I, I too couldn't find it. But I don't know that I've heard that one. Okay. But maybe, maybe you were thinking of a very maybe, similar song. Maybe it might have made its way to maybe, Raleigh. Maybe, maybe yeah. it did. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, well, I mean, you've taken most of mine, but I've got some. I think you some still got others. like 11, 12 on there. But those yeah. are like the, they're the top ones. Those are like the, the best ones. I've got a couple others that, um, no particular order, though. Um, Run Run Rudolph by Chuck Berry. Great song. Okay. I don't know if you've heard well, that one. I don't think I know that one. Okay, I'm pretty sure it was featured in Home Alone. I think that's where I was first. Mm. introduced to it gotta love the the godfather of rock and roll coming up with his own rendition um let it snow by boys to men and brian mcknight i mean that's i don't think it's christmas if there's no snow and boys to men ain't singing (laughs) (laughs) great song uh let's see every year Every Christmas by the one Luther Vandross. Oh, I don't think I know that song. What? I can't. Cam. Every year, every Christmas. I never heard that. I didn't have these songs just playing in but my house. But it's Luther. You, you know, Sade and everybody else. You don't know. And Luther. I know some about the Luther. I don't know his Christmas music. <laughs> Well, <laughs> check that one out because I think you'd like it and appreciate it. Okay, I sure will. That's a great one. Um, Sleigh Ride by TLC. That is a Merry Christmas from the TLC. That was a very Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. As soon as you started your list, I was like, oh, I forgot TLC. So I'm glad you said it. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. Great song. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little embarrassed to say this one, but I'm gonna say it anyways. Mistletoe by Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good song. I surely okay. don't know that song. Hmm. Okay. I don't. I actually haven't been keeping count. I assume that's four. But the last one I have is by the great Stevie Wonder. Someday at Christmas. I'm pretty sure I know that song. Someday at Christmas. You know it. You've heard it. A I'm lot sure of people I've have remade it. Probably, yeah. That sounds very familiar. And honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Hey, sis. It's Christmas. Mark me out for your wish list. What? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> RuPaul. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> you know I love Mama Rue. I um, do. I think that he put that song out maybe like within the last couple of years. It was oh wow! I think last year it was like Old Navy's like, <gasps> song. Oh yeah, when he does that big like kick, like yes. that roundhouse kick. Yes, it's Christmas. Oh my gosh! Yep. <laughs> I will say because you said Justin Bieber, I almost put in sync. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Is one That's of my a good one. Mentions. That is a That's good a great one. one. That is a good one. They had a good holiday album. <laughs> I don't know if I ever listened to the whole album, but okay. what a great segue! Because now 
You're going to give us your top five holiday albums. Yes. Yes. These are very specific, I think, to my childhood. And um, some of them we've, we've kind of actually talked about. But I think my like number one Christmas album that I can listen to front to back, left, right, side to side, Jackson 5 Christmas album. Mm. I almost feel like they invented the Christmas album. Like, I, I need to do my Googles, but somehow I feel like I heard that back in the day that they were, like, some of the first artists to, like... <laughs> Wait, is that in me? I don't, I like, like, to popularize making holiday albums. But I feel like, like, Nat King Cole or, like, somebody probably had a holiday <laughs> album out. Bing Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But... <laughs> In the 70s. For the modern era. <laughs> of the 70s. They popularized it and like made it a staple that you had to like come up with your own Christmas songs and like renditions. Maybe I'm lying, but in my world, <laughs> they were <laughs> So they gave us classics, Up on the Housetop, Christmas Won't Be the Same This Year, and Frosty the Snowman. Just... Lil Michael singing his little heart out. Mm-hmm. I just, I love it so much. It it warms my heart when I hear it. Um, I feel like, you know, if you grew up in the black church, uh, Kirk Franklin and the family Christmas album that came out in 95 was a staple. Every black church was singing these songs around the holidays. Gave us hits like Jesus is the reason for the season now behold the lamb. There's no Christmas without you. There's no. Oh, no. Oh, call were you no. Me to... <laughs> I thought you ain't looking to me to finish. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know. No call like... response on that one. Like, I didn't know Kirk fucking existed before Stomp. So. <laughs> oh well, this was after Stomp. Yeah, this was after you said 1995. Yeah, I feel like Stomp was in 97, maybe. His first album was not a Christmas album. I'm saying I did not know about Kirk Franklin and the family oh, until, until Stomp came out. out. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's until Salt hopped on the track. <laughs> I had no idea who they were. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, if you're into church music. I'm not. <laughs> These are black classics, Mallory. Maybe if it's not Mary Mary and a trap beat, I don't got it for you. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> um i also already mentioned this one but boys to men their christmas interpretations album came out in 93 gave us classics like let it snow (laughs) (laughs) do they know and their rendition acapella rendition of silent night is like hands down I guess maybe, you know, Temptations, they, they do their thing on theirs, but they do acapella <laughs> rendition. Also, you're like, the Temptations, I guess. But anyways, <laughs> what the disrespect? Uh, I'm just saying, like, they do it acapella. So it's just it's just crisp, it's clear, it's, be- it's just beautiful. The harmonies are amazing. They do have lovely voices. They do. Um, also, a LaFace family Christmas. <laughs> This also came out in 93. (laughs) (laughs) This is where Sleigh Ride was featured by TLC. 
uh, Tony Braxton's rendition of the Christmas song, which I, oh, I love that is. Such oh, I bet her voice is fantastic it's on that. Divine. Oh wow, it's divine. I would say maybe my favorite version of Christmas song mm. is sung by her. So good. And also, Players Ball by Outkast. I want to know how what? that's a Christmas song, but it's on this album. It is on this album. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe the Players Ball happens at Christmas? I don't know. Uh-huh. But it's on the album. Okay. Maybe they just need something else to fill out the, the track list. <laughs> and lastly, I mean, it's not Christmas without Mariah Carey's... Merry Christmas mm. album. Mm-hmm. All I want for Christmas, miss you most at Christmas time, and I mean her runs and like the octaves she goes to on Oh Holy Night, untouchable, mm. untouchable. Honorable mention, Preacher's Wife soundtrack, also phenomenal. Mm. And I think I had one more. Um, oh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> I do love that. Um, the now that Christmas time is here, I wanna hula hoop and get high laced in the rain. Please, Christmas, don't be late. What? I don't know if we can sing that much of it. Oh my god! We, can, we, we don't own the rights to this music. <laughs> Do not sue us. We ain't got no money. Okay, you will get nothing. <laughs> I meant to look that up before we start recording, and I forgot. So. You know, as long as you said we don't own the rights to this music. We're good. <laughs> okay. I think, I don't know. But since you brought up that, that song specifically, Look Who's Talking Now. Also a great Christmas oh, yes! movie. Yes! Yes! How, how I forget that? That's how I know that song. <laughs> really? Yeah, because they come in singing it. John oh. Travolta and Christy Alley, I think. They do. Yeah. They do. My grandmother gave me that that album on cassette tape. <laughs> Oh, the Alvin and the Chipmunks album? Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> All right. Well, clearly, I cannot name Christmas albums, so <laughs> can barely give Christmas songs. So I am going to talk about my top five favorite Christmas episodes of sitcoms. So again, ranking from five to one. Uh, my number five is Will and Grace, uh, season six, episode 10. It's the Fanalo episode. Uh, so much like my favorite Christmas movies, this just kind of has a hint of Christmas. <laughs> so Will is a Fanalo, aka a uh, Barry Manilow stan. <laughs> so he goes to be first in line to wait for Barry Manilow tickets. And uh, Sarah Gilbert comes and she is second in line. She's disappointed that he beat her there but you know they start talking a little bit figure out they know each other from like the Barry Manilow um chat room or chat pages or whatever so Grace ends up walking by and Will is like please hold my spot I gotta go pee so she does it and while she's sitting there she sees uh her mom Bobby Adler played by the wonderful Debbie Reynolds having dinner R.I.P. having dinner with Jack and so um, her and her mom were, they usually do an annual Christmas shopping trip every year where her mom comes up from Schenectady to Manhattan, but her mom was like, I can't make it this year. So at first Grace is like super relieved that they're not going to have to do it. But when she sees 
her having dinner with Jack, she's like, wait, she told me she wasn't even going to come to the city. So what is she doing here? But then so she's talking to Sarah Gilbert and she's just like, better her than me. That's all I'm saying. Better her than me. <laughs> and she keeps saying it over and over. But it's getting to her. And then somebody starts playing Mandy and Grace starts singing, oh, mommy, you came and you came without taking or however it goes. And so she walks across the street to uh, to confront her mom about why she lied. And so when she leaves, uh, Karen comes and takes her place so she can say Will's spot. And of course, you know, Karen is, she's judging all these like nerds waiting in line for Barry Manilow tickets. And at one point, she just looks at Sarah Gilbert and says, you look odd. <laughs> and that's just it. <laughs> but apparently she had like never heard Barry Manilow music. So once she finally hears a song, she gets up and she's like dancing and like does a little spin. And she's like, oh, my God, like this is this is wonderful, whatever. So all this is happening. And Will goes into um, some little restaurant and he's waiting to pee. And this guy is hitting on him. And he's like completely uninterested until he finds out that the guy works for Barry. So. He's kind of like, okay, well, you know, we, we can hang out, whatever. So the guy takes him uh, to go meet Barry backstage and they get to hang out for a little bit and talk. And mm. it's a Christmas miracle. That meets <laughs> Barry Manilow. Yes. <laughs> I have to say, my introduction to Barry Manilow was from the movie Can't Hardly Wait. Okay, where's Barry Manilow in that movie? Oh, gosh, it's like the... Oh my god, the the dude who's obsessed with um Jennifer Love Jennifer Hewitt. Love Hewitt. Uh, he hears Ethan Embry. He hears a Barry Manilow song. I think it's Mandy. Okay. <laughs> and somehow he translates that into like I need to go confront my feelings that I have for Oh, I think Jennifer I remember that. Yeah. That's, yes. That's my intro to Barry Manilow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I will say, because of this Fanilow term that I heard on Will and Grace, because mm-hmm. uh, I was a very big Danity Kane fan back in the day, so I would call myself a Fanity Kane, because I was, I loved them that much, but. <laughs> you could have went to your grave for that one. <laughs> I am not ashamed to be a Fanity Kane. anyways my number four is a different world season four episode 11 and this is uh after jaleesa uh don lewis has gotten with colonel taylor um oh my god why can i think of glenn thank you glenn terman thank Mm -hmm. you They've gotten together, so it's their first Christmas together as a family. Jaleesa's is pregnant, so she's also a bit emotional, and she also can't cook. So she has a lot of pressure going on. And uh, Whitley and Dwayne have also broken up at this point. And Dwayne was planning to go on a ski trip with some other girl who he had started dating, but uh, apparently she dumped him. So now he has no place to go either. So Jaleesa has invited Whitley already, and then Colonel Taylor invites Dwayne. So Jaleesa's like, no, like you, you can't invite him. We've already invited Whitley. But then by that time, Whitley and Dwayne figured out they were both going, so it was too late. So 
they both show up and Colonel Taylor's son, Terrence, uh, who was always just annoying to me. Yes. <laughs> to <remember. laughs> yes. I don't know what it was, but that character really got on my nerves. But he's really in the Kwanzaa. Oh. And so, um, and so, let me clarify, that wasn't getting on my nerves. <laughs> Enjoy Kwanzaa. <laughs> but <laughs> he was very much in the Kwanzaa. And so he was urging his family, like, we should be celebrating Christmas. We should be celebrating Kwanzaa. Like, this is the, you know, uh, holiday of our people, whatever. So they have that going on. It's just like a lot of turmoil. Jaleesa brings out the turkey and <laughs> Colonel Taylor's like, that turkey look kind of pale, don't it? Mm. And so she ain't cooked the turkey all the way through. Shit's not tasting right. And uh, in a previous episode, um, Whitley had gone to see Dr. Langhorn, a therapist played by Debbie Allen. Mm. And so uh, Jaleesa, because she's been going through this stuff, you know, being pregnant, having stress around the holidays, she asked uh Whitley for Dr. Langhorn's information so uh Dr. Langhorn's invited like oh you know yeah if you want to come to our dinner you can thinking she's not actually going to come she shows up because she's going through (laughs) some kind of shit for her husband at home Mm -hmm. so she starts venting to them about like my no good raggedy husband blah 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 and in like this fit of emotion she throws herself on the couch like backwards so her wig falls off oh my gosh <laughs> so funny so she picks it up and you know tries to put it back on but it's sideways <laughs> it's like sideways for like a minute and then Jaleesa finally comes up and fixes it and she's like you know you gotta as she's fixing her wig she's like you gotta go home and you know work things out with your husband or whatever but as they're trying to like calm her down they're saying you know what she said to Whitley? Relax, relate, release. Oh, yes. That's where this comes oh. Yeah. So she had said that to Whitley. And then so now that Dr. Langhorn's freaking out, Whitley's like, relax, relate, release. Oh, like trying right. to calm her down. So, yes, that is a fantastic episode. Number three is Golden Girls Season 2, Episode 11. Twas the Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, the ladies are all planning to fly home, but they stop by the grief center where Rose works at, uh, before heading to the airport. So, um, Blanche and Dorothy go up. Sophia's waiting in the car. While they're waiting, um, the three of them are held hostage by a guy who comes in dressed as Santa. So he has like a gun and he's like, nobody's going anywhere, blah, 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 whatever. Eventually Sophia comes up and she's like, what's taking so long? And Dorothy, and she's like standing right beside the guy. And Dorothy's like, Ma, he has a gun, you know, move. And Dorothy looks at him and then grabs the gun. And she's like, uh, This is a toy. <laughs> <laughs> and then she looks at Dorothy and she's like, I'm disappointed. You call yourself an Italian and you couldn't even tell <laughs> this was a fake gun? <laughs> so, anyways, like, I think the guy was like, You know, I was just lonely or something, whatever. So, they end up making it to the airport on time to catch their flight somehow. But then all the flights end up getting canceled due to bad weather. So they go to a diner to get food and it ends up um, like snowing. They end up having flurries. You know, they're mm-hmm. in Miami, so very unusual. So they are um, looking out the window and somebody's like, oh, put on put on some Christmas music. This is so beautiful. We're having a white Christmas in Miami. So Rose goes to uh, the jukebox and uh, accidentally hits uh, Beach Boys Surf and Safari. Mm. 
<laughs> and she's like, oh, no, I must have pressed the wrong button. And they're like, actually, somehow, like, this works for this Christmas. So, very sweet little perfect ending. Oh. My number two episode is Good Times, uh, season five, episode 12. And we talked about theme songs before. I would like to say I believe Good Times has the best theme song ever made. Really? What? Oh, good. Hanging in a chow line. Are you kidding me? Hanging in a who? Hanging in a chow line. <laughs> that is the best theme song ever made. I'm not up for debate. Good Times. Wow. We can debate <laughs> offline. Okay. <laughs> and we sure will. So... <laughs> Uh, the episode is called Penny's Christmas. Penny's, of course, little baby Janet Jackson. I, would, I mean, she's, not, she's like 12. But, um, <laughs> so it's her first Christmas uh, with Wilona, played by, uh, I love her, Janae Dubois, rest in peace. But if you know, if you're familiar with Good Times, uh, Janet Jackson's character Penny was being abused by her mom, her, her, her um, biological mom, who is played by Chip Fields, Kim Fields' mom. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I didn't know this. Oh, have you? Do you not watch Good Times? Not really. No. Yeah, because there's an episode like when we first meet Penny, and Penny's like, "I'm sorry, Mama. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it." And her mom like burns her with an iron. It's like it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. These are good times. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't we lucky? We got them. Um, But no. So Walona grows to you know be really concerned about her, and Walona doesn't have kids, so she really wants to adopt Penny. So now, like, at this point in the show, they've gotten Chip Phil's character out the way. And so they are working to finalize the adoption. So it's a very exciting Christmas because um, they're very close to the end of that process. Um, all of, um, you know, JJ, uh, Thelma, Michael, they bought Penny a bunch of gifts. Like, everybody just, you know, wants to make her feel special, whatever. So... Uh, Penny has saved up to buy, um, like, a cute little necklace for Alona. It's a necklace that costs $10. Like, you know, perfect for a kid budget, whatever. So her and Alona go to the mall or whatever, to the store, and uh, she doesn't want Alona to see what she's buying. So she's like, you know, you can't peek when I when I buy your gift. So Alona's like, okay, we'll meet back in an hour. So when... So Penny goes up to the counter. The lady is showing it to her. And this guy comes behind her and like bumps into her. And Penny's like, oh, excuse me. Even though he bumped into her. Mm -hmm. But he reaches into her purse and steals her wallet. It makes me emotional. (laughs) Like just (laughs) talking about it. Penny has been through so much. This is the last thing that she needed. So (laughs) it's just, I just feel so bad for her. So then... The lady's like, you know, she's like, that'll be twelve fifty exactly. So Penny's like, okay, great. So she's searching for a while and then she panics, like, it was right here, it was right here. And the woman's like, you know, maybe you left it at home. She's like, no, no, I know I had it. And the lady is like, really apologetic. The sales lady's like, really apologetic. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm sorry, kid. You know, around the holidays, there's always a lot of pickpockets. Like, you got to be really careful. I really hate this for you. It's such a heartbreaking moment. But then. <laughs> Penny uh, takes the necklace off the little display and slips it into her pocket. No, oh, okay. <laughs> Penny's getting that necklace by I any means necessary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so as she walks out, the camera zooms in on the surveillance camera on the wall. Mm. So she gets caught. So 
back at uh back at the apartment um like where JJ and them live uh Mrs. Dobbs the adoption um like counselor person she has come over and then Walona comes in and she's like oh like I thought Penny was here like I think I lost her you know of all the traffic uh holiday traffic at the mall so they're like, oh, yeah, she'll probably be back in a minute. So she comes in. She's escorted by this man. Mm. And he's like, are you her mother? And Malone is like, yes. And he's like, your daughter was caught shoplifting. <laughs> so, of course, the Miss um, uh, Dobbs was here to see this. And so now she's like, oh, I don't know if this is the kind of environment that Penny needs to be in. So Malone is like, okay. You know, this was a setback, but Penny's a good kid. She has a lot of loving people around her. Come to our Christmas Eve party. You'll see, like, how wonderful the environment is. Miss Dobbs comes. Not only does she come, but she gets drunk on the eggnog. Miss mm. Dobbs having a good time. She's singing <laughs> the 12 Days of Christmas. She's butchering it. She's like two turtlenecks and a pear <laughs> tree and a par tree. Like, she's all the way drunk. So, um, Penny has made a necklace out of, like, paper. Like, she's tried to make it to look like the one that she wanted to buy Walona. So, she gives it to her, and she's like, you know, I'm sorry. I couldn't get you the real thing, so I made this one. And Walona's like, you know, I love it, whatever. Miss Dobbs is touched by the scene, the party, everything. So, she tells Walona that she's going to recommend um, that the final adoption go through. And Penny says that's the best Christmas present in the whole world. Oh, so, yeah. What ends with a good time? It doesn't <laughs> end with a good time. <laughs> that was real depressing. <laughs> but what I like about good time, even though they go through hard times, they still keep the levity. Like there's still mm. there's still stuff to laugh about. I really I love good times. This is one of my favorite shows ever. So mm. yeah, but I just oh. I love Walona. I love Penny. Like, yeah. It makes me emotional, obviously. So my number one Christmas episode is Martin season three. <laughs> you know which one I'm going to say? I don't know. I Which one is it? <laughs> so season... Holiday Blues? No. Oh. Go, go tell it on the Martin. Oh, okay. I don't know okay. how to... We're, okay, <laughs> so it's season three, episode 13. Tell me, what is Holiday Blues? Holiday Blues is when Martin's trying to, he got him like bus tickets to Philly and they're stuck in the bus station and there's a blizzard and he like. And he fights Miss Jerry. Oh my God, I forgot about that one. <laughs> Damn, that's a, anytime Miss Jerry's on Martin is like my favorite. favorite. Yes. She's the best character. And him fighting Miss Jerry is like the funniest shit ever. I'm like, how does no one ever break up these fights? (laughs) Literally fighting an old woman. And I'm like, how old is this lady? She's doing her own stunts. (laughs) But but she be giving it to him though. Oh, oh, Miss Jerry gets her licks in. Okay. Oh my god, yes. Oh, that is that is a fantastic episode. But no, so this episode is when Martin has like his talk show, and so he's having like a Christmas special. There's like dancers, actually Tony Cox from Bad Santa. This is like one of the dancers, and BB and Cece Winans are performing. It's a great show. Everybody's having a good time, 
But then this guy walks in. Um, they call him Brother Claus the whole episode, played by character actor Hawthorne James. And uh, so he's dressed as Santa, but when he opens like his red jacket, he's wearing a vest that's covered in sticks of dynamite. So <laughs> everyone's freaked out. And I think like Pam goes up to him and she's like, you know, like we're not involved in whatever you got going on. So you need to let us go. And she has um some kind of 90s updo where it's like her hair is like, um, you know, they would put like the foam in and like mold your hair around it. So there's like a circle. So he puts a stick of dynamite through that hole <laughs> in her hair. And so she's like at this time she's dating Tommy and she's like, Tommy, you need to come get him. And so he like, you know, pulls the stick of dynamite out and Tommy's like, oh, uh, I don't know who this is. I don't even, I know you ain't talking to my woman like that. And then the guy, uh, Brother Claus, like opens his vest to show all the dynamite to remind him. And he's like, who do you think you're talking to? And then, or he was like, who the hell are you? And Tommy goes, I'm her beautician daddy. <laughs> <laughs> But so at first, like everybody's freaked out, but then they're held there for hours. And um, Brother Claus is like, if if I don't get what I want, then and Gina's like, you're gonna blow us all up. We know like everybody's just like <laughs> over it. So eventually Cole calls in. He's watching the show from Martin's apartment. And Brother Claus like gets on the phone and he says, find my baby clown. And then Martin goes, find his baby clown. <laughs> so Cole comes through. He finds uh, Sister Claus and brings her to the studio. Sister Claus is played by Shirley Hill from What's Happening. Mm. So he's like, Brother Claus hijacked the studio basically to like get her attention. I guess they were like in a fight or whatever. And so she's just like, this is ridiculous. You're ruining all these people's like Christmas and he's like, baby, I just miss you, whatever. And she's like, oh, honey, whatever. And she's about to give him a hug. And then she's like, oh, wait, I'm not about to hug you with all, like, all this dynamite on you. And then he goes, oh, baby, these ain't real. This is Rufus Jr. toys. <laughs> so, you know, Martin's like, what? Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> and then everybody wants to fight him. But, yeah. I was hoping you didn't with the Martin on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> such a good episode but i totally forgot about holiday blues that one also <laughs> also so good that's one of my favorite. i feel like they even have like a flamboyantly gay like santa claus in that one too if i'm oh, or maybe i'm we... thinking of the dmv episode <laughs> i think that might have been because he also maybe. fights <laughs> the dmv right because <laughs> i forgot about holiday blues i was thinking about the one where they go to when i guess Maybe this is first season when Tommy actually did have a job and he was like working with those kids because Alfie, not Alfie. Was Alfie the little one? No, Alfie's the older one for my brother and me. Uh He's one of the kids. Uh Um, And Martin has to go and dress up as Santa. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Oh, classic. <laughs> Thank you for those memories. They were they were good. Yeah, they no problem. So good. It was good to revisit all of those shows. Okay. You ready for some games? Some yeah. holiday trivia? <laughs> we gonna see. <laughs> I'm calling this the 12 questions of Christmas. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. Okay. I think you can get these. Finish this lyric. It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. 
Mom's cooking chicken and collard greens. Uh-huh. Good job. Good job. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> Have you seen Miracle on 34th Street? The original or the remake? Either one. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to see if you knew there was an original. <laughs> okay. Well, what's your what's your? It's the eleven questions. Of, what's your question though? Uh, <laughs> Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street is based on which real life department store? Oh, is it Macy's? Yeah, it is Macy's. Yes. Yes. Okay. Look at that. Didn't even have to see the movie. <laughs> uh, which cult Christmas classic? Features the catchphrase, yippee ki motherfuckers! Oh, that's Die Hard. Yes. Okay. In Home Alone, where are the McAllisters going on vacation? <sighs> and you know what? When you said they were taking a trip out of the country, in my mind, I was like, oh, they went out of the country? <laughs> <laughs> yes. In the first one. Um, was it Paris? Yeah. Oh, what's this? Oh. You're with the French car. Les Incompetents. Oh, I do remember that line. <laughs> okay. Um, this one actually was news to me. I did not know this. Mm-hmm. What well-known Christmas song was originally a Thanksgiving song? A well-known Christmas song. Can you give me any hints? Like, is it like one of those Christmas standards? Uh, yes. Yes. Um... Very, like, classic Christmas song. Little kids know it. Little kids know it. Batman smells. Oh, I almost said Jingle Bells. <laughs> but how is that Thanksgiving? Oh, um, I didn't look it up, but it was on... <laughs> okay. <laughs> A lot of Christmas trivia uh, lists. Okay. In It's a Wonderful Life, what happened every time a bell rang? A soul from Purgatory Springs? (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, but (laughs) it does rhyme. (laughs) I'll tell you where I got that from, but what is it in the movie? An angel gets its wings? (laughs) So, that is from, I can't remember what pope that was. That's, like, something I learned in, like, uh, European history AP in high school. It was some pope back in, I don't know, maybe the 1500s, 1600s. And there was a way to try to get people to give more money to the church. And so it was like every time a coin and coifer rings, a soul from Purgatory Springs. So it was like, if you donate money, then we can get your loved ones out of Purgatory up to heaven. That is terrible. (laughs) That is the ultimate scam. (laughs) But I mean, it's still going on today. So I mean, just maybe different ways, but yeah. Oh my gosh. Let me save up to get my family members out of Purgatory. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Catholicism. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I mean it's not that much different than the building fund but you <laughs> well, know. at least you hopefully get a building at the end <laughs> well, who knows if your family members actually get out of purgatory <laughs> until you die <laughs> <laughs> oh. okay Buddy the Elf 
from mm-hmm. hell sticks to the four main food groups, which are candy, candy canes, candy corns, and... Oh. Okay, wait. Candy, candy canes, candy corn. Is it candy rope? <laughs> nice try, but no. It is a... Uh... Sipping on some scissor. Sipping on some scissor. Sipping on some scissor. You know he pours syrup on his like spaghetti oh, noodles. Sir. <laughs> I was like, I'm being drinking lean. I, like, I don't remember that part of it. Have you seen The Nightmare Before Christmas? Mm, I might have seen it when I was a kid. I can't remember. I was going to say, name one of the main villains from it. Oh. I can not skip that one. I actually have never seen it. So. Oh. The he- you can't put it on the... My Christian household did not allow <laughs> <laughs> that movie to be seen. What was the answer? Just wonder. Oogie Boogie? Oh, that wouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In the song, Santa Baby... What color does she want her 54 convertible to Oh, that's like blue. <laughs> that's like Carolina blue. You oh, already yes. know. Uh, okay. <laughs> what day is the first day of Kwanzaa? And what does oh. it represent? Oh, no. <laughs> so it's, it's, um, it's Umoja. Yes. Oh, what does it represent? Ah. Uh, Unity? Yes. <laughs> Pretty sure it's a little bit of a hint. Fun fact, it's I remember that one because my mom, when she was uh, in college in the 70s, had a boyfriend named Umoja, or he went by Umoja. Oh, not not the BSM while you're in college? Umoja? No? What's that? I feel like they were always talking about Umoja. That's like the one, I feel like, Kwanzaa. They would only talk about one principle? No! <laughs> <laughs> but that was the one that I remembered at the meetings I went to. You moja. Well, you know, the first day of Kwanzaa is the 26th of December. Yes, and it goes through January 3rd. Mm-hmm. 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 I, know, I know a little bit. Okay. <laughs> okay. On the eighth day of Christmas, what did my true love give to me? <gasps> okay. Oh, no. Hold on. Christmas. <laughs> Partridge in a pear tree, two tulips, three fanchines, four turtles. <laughs> four turtles? Wait, no. Turtles. Four calling birds. Three Five golden rings. Uh, oh, fuck. Um, hold on. Hold on. Because <laughs> this is actually, I used to love this song. Oh. Um, yeah, like in, in like elementary school. <laughs> um, oh, my God. You've got five seconds. No, we're not. No, we're not timing. <laughs> We've got to keep this moving. I can edit. I can edit it out. <laughs> Take all the time I need. Uh, eight, eight maids of milking. Yes, good job. I just had to go down the list. <laughs> Sing the whole song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Last question for all the marbles. What am I winning? <laughs> Marbles. Uh-huh. Three of Santa's reindeers 
names begin with the letter D. What are those names? Dasher, Dancer, and Donner. Yep. Good and job. that is only because I just wrapped that DMX thing. <laughs> <laughs> Should have picked harder questions. No, those were, uh, those were, I feel like that was the right amount. Well, this is good. You know, for someone who doesn't celebrate Christmas, you knew all these answers. Yeah, I mean, well, y'all infiltrate us with it. We don't really have a choice. <laughs> like, <laughs> just bomb you with Christmas, huh? Exactly. Okay, so for my game... Uh, Hallmark movies are a huge thing. Now, you know, we have Lifetime, Netflix, and other people getting into it. But Hallmark goes really hard, which personally is a little annoying to me. Because sometimes I just want to put it on Hallmark at 11 o'clock and watch Golden Girls. But (laughs) that's impossible from, like, October 20th through, like, February 1st. So. They play Christmas movies beyond Christmas? Yeah, it lasts a long time. (laughs) It lasts a really long time. Like, I can't, it, might, I mean, it probably stops sometime in January. I don't remember when, but it lasts for a ridic- ridiculously long time. Okay. They also do Christmas in July. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah, it's very annoying. <laughs> but, uh, so they have a, a ton of Christmas movies. So I have written down some, some of their actual film titles and some film titles that I have made up on my own. Okay. So this is called Hallmark or Mallmark. Okay. Or Malmark? Malmark. Malmark. I was trying to make it rhyme. Yeah, I get it. I okay, get it. you get it. <laughs> Molly Mall. <laughs> okay, so the first one is Christmas at the Waldorf or Christmas at the Plaza. Ooh. Home Alone 2 was at the Plaza. So we're going to say the Waldorf. It is Christmas at the Plaza. Oh, okay. Mind <laughs> you, I've never seen a Hallmark movie. I watched one a few weeks ago. It was kind of cute. Okay. But uh, typically, I don't get into them either. Um, number two, Christmas Next Door or Christmas Upstairs. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, Christmas Upstairs? Christmas next door. Damn. Okay, so I I actually did better with mine than I thought. Okay. <laughs> okay, number three. One horse open sleigh or making spirits bright? Making spirits bright. Right. That's oh, right. One. You got, got one. one. <laughs> okay. Sister swap colon Christmas in the country or sister swap colon Christmas in the city go sisters in the country it's in the city (laughs) they are in the city (laughs) okay uh next one mingle all the way or meet me under the mistletoe i like mingle all the way if that's not a movie it needs to be (laughs) that is the movie But so for all of these, when I made my own, I Googled to make sure it was not an actual movie. <laughs> and Meet Me Under the Mistletoe is apparently a Randy Travis song, but not a movie. Good to know. <laughs> so next Whoever one. Whoever Randy Travis is. He's a country singer. He's actually from um what is it, Marshville? I think it might be called Marshville. It's North Carolina. Oh. Um, near Wingate University. It's actually the where they filmed the color purple. 
Oh, mm-hmm. I had no idea. But if you drive through, there's a sign that says birthplace of Randy Travis or whatever. Hmm. So, yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> so, uh, next one. My heart belongs to Santa or never kiss a man in a Christmas sweater. I feel like Santa's already taken by Mrs. Claus. So maybe the Christmas sweater one. It is. <laughs> Which, isn't that a wow name? That- <laughs> Never kiss a man in a Christmas sweater. What if he's under a mistletoe? I know. Like, I don't, I'm like, why is, why is that a deal breaker? I don't understand. <laughs> okay, so next one is a puppy under the tree or the nine kittens of Christmas. Nine kittens. How did you know? Did you see that one? <laughs> <laughs> no. Who's going to put a, a puppy's not going to stay under the Christmas tree? They put puppies in. You always see people get puppies in little boxes. Where? As prizes. On YouTube it. It's all over. Puppies in boxes? Yeah. Also, they don't suffocate? Well, I'm sure they that put holes also... in it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a scene from uh, National Lampoon's Christmas. The like dementia aunt wraps up her cat as a Christmas present. Oh no. And it dies? No, it's still alive. They just like shake it to find out what's in it and they hear Oh wow. Wow. No, if you look up Christmas uh, puppy video or present puppy videos, it's a lot more uh, pleasant. I would love a puppy for Christmas. You have a puppy. (laughs) You're right. Still be excited to get one for Christmas. You want a second one? No. No, I don't. All right. The last one. That's like, you know, one of those just like dreams, you know, like, oh, someone gives me a puppy for Christmas, assuming I don't already have one. Oh, yeah. That would be lovely. Mm. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Last one is Christmas cookies or a Christmas detour. Um, I'll go with the detour. It's actually a trick question. Both of them. (laughs) (laughs) Not fair. Not fair. We'll we'll count it right. (laughs) So let's see. You uh, you got you missed three, and you got one, two, you got four. So okay. What is that? Wait, that's not right. There was uh, no. I'm sorry. There were eight. So you got uh, five out of eight. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm not too bad with my Hallmark movies. Yeah. I think there was, um, I was listening to something on NPR today where it was uh, basically saying how holiday movies are racist and that they don't, or at least the Hallmark and like Lifetime ones were kind of like, they excluded people of color and that this year there has been like just a plethora of holiday movies for people of color. Well, I've been surprised because, like, well, when I was looking at the Hallmark movies, I was seeing, like, a few people of color, and I was like, oh, where did this come from? Because I feel like Lifetime, I don't think they're as invested in the Christmas movies, Hmm. but I definitely see a lot more diversity in their films. Hallmark's usually always white. Mm -hmm. Like, I think there was, like, one movie, this might not have been a Christmas movie, it might have been a regular Hallmark movie. But it has Blair, I can't, Lisa Winchell from The Facts of Life. Okay. 
and Kim Phils, you know, who was 2D on the Facts of Life, mm-hmm. they were in a movie together, but Lisa was the love interest with some white man, and, you know, I think Kim Phils was, like, her friend or whoever. But, like, there's nev- there was never um, a black or brown person in the main role that I had mm-hmm. seen. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they are trying to branch out a little bit. I mean, I feel like Lifetime still has... More people of color, especially in main roles, they have queer love stories, queer Christmas stories. So I think they're a little, they're they're steps ahead of Hallmark. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, th- this episode has been longer than <laughs> I think we intended it to yeah, be. Yeah, it sure is. But it was a lot of fun. This Good was time. fun. Good I really enjoy- I hope y'all enjoyed listening. <laughs> I love Christmas, and yeah, it's a it's a good time of the year. Good time to, you know, be around the ones you love and cherish, and make lots of memories. I it's a very lonely time for me, but well, well you know, uh, maybe you should start it. You don't have to practice the religion that your family. I don't really have an interest in celebrating Christmas either. Well, then it's self-inflicted then. <laughs> no, no. What it is is like I see other people getting together and I'm like, oh, this should be a time to be around family. Mm-hmm. But the part of my family I would celebrate with doesn't celebrate it. So, uh, yeah, and I'm single. So there's nobody to. Uh... Wait, your birthday is in July, right? Mm-hmm. You should just have a half birthday in December and call it, you know, make people get together. I mean, I could, but I don't think that's the same. <laughs> I'm just also, saying my it's half... an excuse to get people together. Also, my half birthday's in January, but... <sighs> Pish posh. <Yeah. laughs> okay. I'm just saying, I wasn't saying that to bring the room down. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, even though Christmas does not have that same meaning for me, and for me, this does typically feel like a very lonely time of the year. I still enjoy talking to you about this stuff. This was still a good time. (laughs) I can go home and cry later. It's okay. (laughs) Listeners, flood our timeline with lots of love and holiday cheer for old Malibow. (laughs) Okay. I mean, no pressure, but thanks. Well, thank y'all so much for listening. Hopefully you and your family have happy holidays or, you know, your family, your friends that are family. Yeah, your chosen family. Happy or Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Yeah. Happy Festivus. All those Krampus? That's probably not a thing. Krampus? Isn't that like a German something? I don't like, know. I think it's like a horror. Yeah, I think that's like a scary thing. <laughs> Either way. But if you don't celebrate it, I'm here in solidarity with you. Enjoy, uh, hopefully, a little break from work at least. Yes. Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> hopefully, right. you get some time off. Mm-hmm. That nine to five. <laughs> Um, we will be taking these weeks of Christmas off, so join us in the new year for more episodes. Thank you guys so much for listening and, you know, giving a damn about this, this little old yeah. podcast. Yeah, to everyone who has had, like, positive comments, who's listened, subscribed, 
whatever giving us feedback we really appreciate it yes and please continue to listen subscribe we're on all your favorite podcast listening apps uh we're on most of the important socials facebook instagram and twitter you mm-hmm. can find us at t e w w t v podcast on twitter and their eyes are watching tv on facebook and instagram yes and i yeah. finally got our, our twitter name you got it it took me a second but I got it. i'm proud of you <laughs> and yeah so have a wonderful new year my favorite holiday oh. have a very happy new year yes have uh you know all the resolutions and tell us about them like subscribe comment tell yeah. a friend yeah, let us know how you're spending your holiday break. Yeah, and your favorite Christmas movies, Christmas oh, albums, yeah. songs. If there's anything we forgot or you think we should listen to, let us know. If you would like to agree with me that Good Times is the best theme song ever made, nah. please send us nah. a comment. <laughs> so, nah. nah, it's not. Anyways, okay. Not. Okay, this has gone on for too long. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye, Happy guys. holidays.